Hi, this is Ryan Girardi, host and producer of the Autoconverse podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Autoverse Media, which not only helps automotive vendors increase awareness, spark interest, and drive demand for their products and services, but also helps connect them with decision makers and influencers at automotive dealerships. We achieve this by using our unique hybrid approach to producing conversational content that creates branded engagement across multiple mediums, and then by tracking and analyzing this engagement with turnkey technology that helps gather useful insights, which then lead to new and enhanced relationships. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash ABM. That's autoconverse.com forward slash ABM. And thank you. But even that's much easier today. I'd be like, if I was free today, that's what I'd be doing. And I'd make it part of their, was it Cialis? Is that Cialis? What's the name of their <laughs> data platform? Trilogist, Trilogist, Plusilogist, something like that. Oh, Fortellus? Fortellus, thank you. Yes. CD, CDKs? Yeah, I'd make that uh, an API. I could license them. Then. No, that's like true connectivity. Right. Right? Your car can... Service records are in that. Just think what's in, sitting in all the information on that car is there, right? And if you want to add photos, you just say, here, take your camera. It's already synced to the dash and take these pictures. Yeah. Right. And it would immediately transmit them. Oh, that's great. So if you don't run with it, I'm going to have to run with that. Okay. I, I, it might be, I have two more ideas after this one, although I get more ideas as I go, but I have two more big ideas anyway, after this one. Well, let's get them on the air. Cause we are on the air folks. And Eric, go ahead and you can go ahead and leave your camera on at this point. You just kind of, Okay. Cemented yourself as a coach Hello. for today. So, <laughs> hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's 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 my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. So we just went live. Eric and I are having a really cool conversation uh, in the lines of car connectivity, uh, coming up with neat ideas. But thanks for tuning in, folks. You're here at the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. This is our live weekly webcast on how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi, and I do appreciate you joining us, whether you're here on the live stream, maybe you're watching the recording later or listening on the podcast. Uh, appreciate taking the time to tune in today. It's Wednesday, September 25th. Happy hump day. Happy World Dream Day, which we'll touch on in a moment. And other cool things going on today. Today is One Hit Wonder Day. It's comic book day. And you just heard Eric Brown from askauto.com. We're going to have a nice conversation about the auto shopping experience. Uh, a lot of news out there. You know, last week there was some uh, big bulletins out there. And one of the big ones was uh, Cox Automotive investing into Rivian. And then here this week, Rivian, which is an EV startup, gets a huge order from Amazon uh, just on the heels of that investment announcement. So, uh, we'll look into that. Now, EV sales are dropping worldwide. I should say m more here in the States um, due to government subsidies cuts. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then, as, as you know, if you've tuned into the show, I really like to keep an eye on the trucking and logistics industry. Tesla is behind on its EV uh, semi-truck, uh, the dream truck, 
And now Ford and GM are getting into the race to build their electric trucks. And those are their most profitable vehicles or trucks. So they're going to be getting into there. So here's what I'd like to do in a moment. I'm going to actually do it now. I'm going to turn off my screen share. So you see both me and Eric. What's up, Eric? Hello. Hello. Thanks for hanging out and waiting for me to get through the opening headlines there. Eric is dialed in from Nashville, Tennessee. Are you at the ask? Are you at the in search X headquarters? <laughs> One of them. One of them. Multinational. All yeah. over the world. All over the world. Yes. So Eric and I have a little bit of history uh, from, you know, companies that he's uh, been part of, including Datium, which you started back in, was it 05? Uh, actually, 09 launched uh, okay. in, in 10. Actually, we launched the product in 10, 2010. Okay. And then that, you ended up selling off to IHS. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, and most recently, you were, uh, you were on the LotLinks uh, uh, executive side for a couple of years. That's correct. And now we're doing uh, Ask Auto. So what we're going to talk about is uh, the, the, the auto shopping journey. Now, it's kind of a loaded idea, which is how do we improve? What's missing from it? We're going to get into a specific aspect of that. Real quick before we do, a couple of things. This is streamed live, as I said. It's recorded and then featured on the Auto Converse podcast. While Eric and I are talking, I will uh, check behind the scenes for anyone popping in. If you have questions, if you're here on Zoom, you can use the Q&A to ask questions. So please interact with us, and I'll do my best to, um, to bring your comments and questions into the show. Uh, once the live stream ends, uh, it is unlisted on our YouTube channel. So if you want the recording of this and any other show in the future, you need to be subscribed to our YouTube channel. That's the easiest way. Press the bell icon for notifications and YouTube will notify you. Another way is get subscribed to autoconverse.com because every week when we announce the show, we send the, the details, the preview of the show, and that has today's video embedded into that. And then finally, you can do this right now while you're paying attention, while you're watching folks, get out your phone, text the keyword autoconverse to 64600. And every week, about 15 minutes prior to the show, we send you a link to the show for you to watch either live or down the road uh, later in the day. So Eric, let's do this. I'm going to have you lead the conversation here. What's okay. missing from the auto shopping experience. We're in the age of digital retailing, uh, which is, uh, a, I don't want to say a fun conversation, um, but I think over the past couple of years, we've had all this technology, all these widgets, AI, machine learning, digital uh, retailing, try to improve the car shopping experience. What yes. are we missing here? And, and how, do we, how, do we really, how do we really improve it? Yeah, so I might take a, a slightly different bend or, or perspective on that question and say, what should be missing? I think, you know, any shopping experience is about the experience. And I think, you know, largely the auto industry so far has said, you know, how can I build a, a more clever widget? How can I build a more, how can I engage the consumer in a way that gets them to raise their hand and, and submit a lead to me and, and keep them keep them engaged and all those kinds of things. So to some extent, you know, we, we, we put too much in the path of purchase and that's just created more friction and more confusion. And, and then with friction and confusion comes fear. 
And that's the last thing you want when you're asking somebody to spend, you know, 25, 35 or more thousands of dollars, the second largest purchase they'll make in their lifetime. Uh, so how do we simplify it and, and make it more convenient and easier for the consumer? And of course, that's, that's what we're up to. Yeah. And I was thinking of that while I was putting the show together is what's missing. And I thought it's, it's almost like it's, there's, it's not, it's not, it's not what's missing. It's, mm-hmm. it's what can we, what can we take out of it? Actually, what's probably missing is the perspective from the consumer. Right. I, I used to sort of joke and say, you know, a lot of times our, our understanding of the consumer experience, how to improve the consumer experience is how to manipulate them better without them knowing it <laughs> versus actually giving them experience they want. Hang on one second. I'm trying to type here for some of the listeners and it just sounds like there's a lot of echoing. So I'm going to mute, place a link. So okay. just uh, do a quick moment of silence. I apologize. All right. So uh, it's, you know how when you type on a computer, it's like you, you can hear it. Normally I don't, but I got a brand new mic today. So I'm learning some new things uh-huh. on this mic. Um, so one listener while you were talking tuned in, Mike Phillips. Hey, what's up, Mike? How are you? Thank you for tuning in again. Um, Mike says connection and humanity is what's missing. In <laughs> Very good. Actions. It, that's a much more intelligent way of saying what I think I just said. Sure. Yeah, very good. And yeah. if you know Mike Phillips, I mean, he's a he's on the dealership side. He he runs uh, variable ops for an independent dealership in Colorado, and he's he is all about uh, that human interaction, and that's what comes up in conversations. You have the naysayers that say technology will never replace uh, humans in the car buying process. Mm-hmm. Then you have Carvana saying it will, but maybe they're finding out that it doesn't. So let's take the Ask Auto approach. While you're talking, I'm going to bring up the Ask Auto website so people can actually see how it's spelled and, and what that looks like. All right. Great. So I always love it when car dealers say technology will never, you know, replace this, that, or the other thing, because I look at the car as a, you know, a better form of horse technology. You know, there were people who were selling horses and training horses who said, you know, Hey, this, they'll never replace the horse because the horse can go places where the car can't. Well, I ask everybody here today, when was the last time you rented a horse because your car couldn't take you there? <laughs> so, you know, any, any time you can offer the consumer something that propels their pursuit of happiness. In other words, make it more convenient, less friction, uh, more customer friendly, um, then you're going to get consumer adoption. You know, uh, many of us are probably watching this right now on, on a phone. Well, all of us had a phone, likely when we got our cell phones, but guess what? The phone was more convenient. Uh, if we look at shopping, you know, Amazon, a lot of people think it's about price, but it's really about convenience. And this is why they're doing things like buying all those trucks from Rivian to, to improve their delivery, lower their costs, but at the same time, be able to deliver one day uh, instead of two days. I think we've all seen those headlines. So, so if we look at the evolution of consumer adoption, it's the experience when we can deliver greater convenience uh, and safety and security and privacy, especially in today's world, uh, consumers are opting in uh, very quickly. So I'll highlight the one word you said, which is convenience. Yes. And then going back to the pre part of the conversation, which, which Mike you know, elaborated on as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the consumer experience. So um, I think you're coming at changing, enhancing or improving the shopping journey by, by those two, yeah. cu- customer centric and convenience. 
Correct. Right. So if you look at just the internet in general, uh, from a broader sense, we are rapidly seeing what I refer to as inversion. And that means is that most of the time we're using our devices to do, we're using our devices to work, right? To find content, to, to source information, to visit uh, a video cast like this, right? Well, soon, and, and we already see it now with much of the artificial intelligence being applied, our devices will actually do the work for us and merely curate the information we want, maybe even anticipate what we want. I'm sure we've all seen some of the latest updates on our iPhones where it talks about, you know, how long is it going to take me to get to work today without me even asking. And so it's going to start to do more of those sort of intuitive things. And now I start to get my screen time back, I get my life back, and I let the machine do the work for me. Uh, and it merely you know, alerts me when it's found something that may be of interest. And if I like that, then it'll alert the merchant on the other side of the equation to say, hey, uh, I have a user, user 1234, rather than email or phone being shared, again, from a privacy standpoint, and they have interest in this product or service, uh, you know, click here to engage them. And again, uh, depending how far forward you want to go, at some point, the merchants will have machines that do that engagement as well. And of course, we're seeing that automation in places like Salesforce, et cetera. So take us, uh, take us into Ask Auto a little bit. I'll bring it back sure. up here for everyone yeah. to see. Um, so the, Ask Auto, O-T-T-O, so askauto.com. Right. And it says, just for those on the podcast, get more offers, get more dollars. Yes. And, you, and so you're speaking to the consumer here that says how it works. And then the, there's a login. But without logging in, it says free vehicle valuation and market report. Sell my car, find a car. Correct. So the, the first phase of our development is to make uh, it easier both for dealers, more convenient, use that word again, and more convenient for consumers to get offers on the vehicles they want to trade. Now, I think most of us on the, on the site here are obviously auto folks, and we're probably very aware of what's going on in terms of buying direct from consumer, right? Making cash offers. Uh, you, you know, the number of uh, sales that occur with a trade in place has dropped from north of 50% to under 40%. And so not only uh, is the supply of consumer vehicles diminishing, but more and more consumers are selling their vehicles uh, directly uh, without them being part of the sale. And so, we're, but again, what happens here for a consumer typically is they got to go from one side to the other, learn different forms. Some forms have 34 questions on them. Other uh, forms, uh, I, I literally, you know, I've spent a lot of time looking at these. Some of these are actually Word documents I have to download and fill out, attach to an email and email back. None of that is a consumer experience that screens, this is going to be easy. And I've thought about you when I developed this process as a consumer. And so what we're doing here is allowing the consumer to go to one place, quickly find out what their vehicle's like. So when they do get an offer from a dealer, it's based in reality from a from an expectation standpoint. And then that, that vehicle is available to all the dealers in their trading area. On the back side of things, the dealer can go into that dashboard, if you will, and cherry pick the vehicles that meet their uh, their merchandising needs or their inventory mix needs. And at the same time, if they buy that trade, they can actually turn around and then merchandise that vehicle right back to the consumers who are also on the platform looking for, for that exact car. And so we're really trying to remove the friction uh, and the fear out, out of, the, out, out of the, the process. And I should say the other things on here too is that the consumer can actually engage the, the dealer right from the platform. And the dealer can engage the consumer and have a conversation with them uh, without the consumer having to uh, expose their PII, their email or phone or name, 
uh, until they're ready to push the button and say, share this information uh, with, um, that's the dealer sign up that we're looking at there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so without having to uh, share that information until they're ready to, to engage that dealer and purchase of that vehicle. Yeah. I apologize. I had gone to the dealer section, but the screen was paused on the homepage. So, uh, and I unpaused it right there. So, um, so privacy anonymous shopping is a core component to this, uh, yep. meaning the, the consumer doesn't have to necessarily reveal their identity. Now, if they're putting in their VIN, cause that's part of the process for the consumer, right. that is, doesn't the dealer have the ability to identify that? Correct. So the dealer is seeing a profile of the vehicle as well as a profile of what the consumer is shopping for. So they see the car, they see the mileage, you know, there's actually even a market report here so they can see how many other vehicles like this are for sale currently. Uh, they can see what the demand for that vehicle has been, which way it's trending. Uh, and of course the valuation of the vehicle. Um, and then they can see what the consumer is also interested in buying. Uh, so if you're a Honda dealer, you might be a little more aggressive on, on, the, on the trade from consumers looking to buy a Honda Pilot, for example, uh, et cetera. Uh, so yes, they do have the VIN, et cetera. They just don't have any PII until a consumer on their side pushes a button that says share that information with this dealer. Eric, uh, one question came in from a listener asking if this is a digital driver, quote unquote driver, that's added to the dealer's website or is it a product like they said? Like yeah, so it's an independent, uh, you know, third party site, if you will. Um, it is not a tool that is currently available for dealers. I should say, you know, I have a meeting later today with a, a vendor in the space is very much interested in licensing our platform for that purpose. Um, but uh, at the moment, it's, it's not available to be on a dealer's website. Um, and, so a dealer and, would create an account. Correct. And then set, would they specify what types of cars they're interested in? And get so they can, cars? yeah. So, so they could see a dashboard. And so let's say you might have 800, 900 cars there. And then the dealer can you know, search for Hondas or Honda Pilots or, or whatever vehicle, mileage, um, whatever it might be. Then it, you know, it sorts the list for that. Uh, and then they can then you know view the vehicles and then submit an offer on on that on that vehicle, and they can do that offer either as a, a single price, so you know uh, a single price for the vehicle, so fifteen thousand five hundred, or they can offer a range. And at the same time, too, they can push a message to the consumer and immediately engage them uh, in a conversation. I like it. So really, what you're doing is is you're and I know you, you're going to expand on this, but you're, you're right. starting at a pain point that both consumers and dealers have. For consumers, that pain point is they, need, they, they might need to get a new car, but they also need to do something with their current car. Um, yeah. So that trade-in process, if you will. But you're, you're almost adding a new dynamic to the trade-in process in a way. Correct. Right. We're, again, you know, we, we hope we are <laughs> mm -hmm. by adding convenience and, and privacy to it. We think we, we, we facilitate a faster turn, if you will, a faster engagement and more engagement. Right. So consumers aren't looking at a word document or even a, a form that has, you know, 22 questions on it and, and know that they're going to get emails for the next 16 weeks. They, they may still get those messages. Um, but they'll be able to control which ones they respond to. And on the dealer side of things too, they know when the consumer has read that message, they know if the consumer has turned off that message thread. So they don't have to keep, you know, sort of pursuing dead leads they, they're they're going to know. They're also going to know how their trade offers compare uh, to those in the marketplace. Again, we're not telling them, Hey, this is how your, you know, Joe's Honda compares to 
Jerry's Toyota, but we are saying this is how your offer you know, ranks compared to others on this vehicle. And then overall, you know, across your marketplace, you typically are 10% or 20%, you know, below uh, the mean conversion price, if you will, on this trade. Eric, one final question, and then we'll do a segue into the next part of the show. Is this right. uh, solution available nationwide or in certain markets right now? So technically it's available nationwide. Uh, we are launching it from a consumer procurement standpoint on a market by market basis. So one of the reasons I'm in Nashville is next week we have uh, our first campaign in Nashville starting and we'll have, uh, we're reaching over 800,000 households with a direct mail partner. And so it's kind of like the old buyback programs or buyback programs that, that dealers do, except this one's free. Um, so it's that, so we're going to send mail to 845,622 households in Nashville for the next three weeks, uh, marketing the solution to consumers. And we're also doing the same thing in Houston to another uh, 2.2 million households. So the next two, next three weeks, we'll be marketing over 3 million households in those markets. And then uh, at, as we go forward here, we're expanding into uh, other markets like South Florida, I think is next on the list. St. Louis is on the list. Atlanta's next on the list. And then as we, we blow those markets up, we should be about 20 million households a week that we're marketing to by the end of the year and 70 million by the middle of next year is our goal. And so essentially we're, we are going to be targeting those consumers, uh, uh, procuring them, if you will, for, for dealers. And as those trade comes in, the dealers can sit on the back end and, and really do some really interesting things. They can cherry pick the cars that are interesting to them. So they're not sitting there having to respond to trades they don't want, right? Which a lot of times aggravates the consumer when they lowball that trade. Now the consumer is upset and won't even buy their next car from that dealer. So they get to sort of protect their brand, protect their relationship with the consumer, as well as uh, when they submit a price, the consumer has a much more realistic understanding of what that car is worth and communicate. So unlike email and phone where you're trying over and over and over and over again to get them to respond, you're literally pushing a message right into their device. Very cool. So I like it. Folks, what I'm going to do, you're tuned in here to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. I'm here with Eric Brown from askauto.com. And we're just getting a kind of an overview and initial introduction to the new way uh, for consumers and dealers really to to interface in the marketplace through the uh, you know via, through the acquisition process so uh, today is world day like i said um, it 's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the world uh, enjoy dream day enjoy the world oh. um, but don 't use it as an excuse to slip back into bed. Dream Day was set up by an instructor at Columbia University in 2012 as a way of helping us all achieve our dreams to make the world a better place. Would this be a good time to ask? What's that? Go ahead. I guess I I always say, you know, everybody has a dream. It's just most people sleep through them. How would you, if we could get a little personal, how would you... How would you identify, you know, Eric, what's your dream? Is there a dream? Is it a series of dreams? How would you do that? I remember as a kid, like, is this being recorded? It is, but I could pause it. Um, you know, I, I've always, uh, and I, I love doing things that are transformative. I like to think the datum when we came up with the idea of using data to score consumer intent and vehicle consideration, that that was transformative. And I, I see it all over the industry today whether Datium's data or not, that certainly has, has emerged as a primary uh, data driver for many, many vendors. Um, so I, I'm always excited about 
what what ideas are there, whether mine or otherwise, uh, like you know flying drones, you know, and everything like we talked about earlier, uh, that are transformative in a way that empower consumers to live the lives they want to live and and in a very successful way. So, uh, when you're a, a youth, you think of a dream as being somebody, right? It's like a very concrete thing. But I think as you get older, you think of oh, more your yeah. purpose in a way. Like yeah, I was going to be a rock star once upon a time. And then I found out I don't really have any talent. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but and I did impact people's lives, maybe not in the way they were hoping. But uh, I, now I think more about, you know, legacy. And the legacy is you know, what you leave behind and what you create, uh, not what you take. Well, folks, I'd love to hear for those listening, how you, how you would define dream day or how you would define your dream or how those, those change. Cause like I said, I think as you get older, the idea of a dream uh, and you, is it's, it's who you are in the future is really what it is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to define who you are in the future. And like you said, you start thinking about your legacy, what it, what are you leaving behind? So, well, cool. Dream day. I also said it's one hit wonder day. It's comic book day. A couple fun, uh, fun facts. Today in history in 1956, the first transatlantic telephone cable uh, was put into operation between Newfoundland and Oban, 1956, a little before my time. Hmm. Not a lot, but a little. Um, John Bonham died in 1980. You know, John Bonham. I do not. Who was John? Come on, you're a musician. I would, I would, I would expect you to know John Bonham. He's, he is the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Ah, Prolific drummer. One of my faves. Um, this next one, you know, in 2016, Arnold Palmer passed away. Yes. Famous Arnold Palmer. Mike Phillips says. For lunch today, in fact. Did you? I didn't know it was in his honor, but now it is. Now you do. Look yeah. at that. You talk about um, a legacy. <laughs> Mike Phillips says, your dream is the realization of your purpose. And when you fully realize your purpose, that plants your legacy. That's deep, Mike. Yeah. That's deep. Hey, um, uh, another question came in from a listener, just going back to uh, Ask Auto, asking if this product is affiliated in any way with Lot Links. It is not. It is not. No. Nope. So, there we go. So let's look at some news items here. Um, So we we talked about Rivian getting uh, this big Amazon order right on the heels of uh, Cox Automotive announcing its investment. Looks like Amazon, it was going to order. You ready for this? 100,000 electric delivery vans pretty awesome that's pretty awesome how'd you like to get an order for a i wonder how long it's going to take them to manufacture a hundred thousand that'd be an interesting stat to go look at my first thought was how what will they look like um you see the um the daimler vans that are sleek and high you know they seem pretty efficient um so so what i you know so i'm just thinking this through a little bit but the what's driving that purchase and i you know i'm going to be a broken record here is convenience because what is Amazon doing? Oh, two-day delivery wasn't convenient enough. So we're going the same-day delivery or one-day delivery. Well, how am I going to do that? I have to have my merchandise staged in many, many more places. And I have to have shorter routes to the final destination. Shorter routes require greater fuel efficiency and a lot more vehicles. Running shorter routes, probably smaller vehicles, right? 
So there we go, buying a hundred thousand. And th- and that also ties into things like flying. No, I wouldn't even want to say flying yeah. cars. Well, they've already drones, done the drone thing, right? Yes, drones yeah. that are transporting goods. Right. Uh, and as we mentioned, Ford and GM are getting into the race for EV trucks. This microphone here, I there's a local uh, music shop that's not too far from my house here. It's small. They have a small selection of stuff, but you know, I could take, the, it would probably take me 30 to 40, maybe 30 minutes, you know, to get yep. there and back with the microphone and I could get it. But I knew what mic I wanted. I was pretty sure they wouldn't have it. I pulled up my phone, hit two, hit order, and I didn't need it right away. Right. And then I just went uh, down the street to the local bank at the Amazon locker, which was pretty cool. Use an Amazon locker, just punch in the code and boom, the door opens. So that convenience factor is huge. Yes. And it is huge. And I think these delivery trucks, you know, you see them all the time. Right. It's crazy. I, I did a road trip this summer and I mean, there were Amazon prime semi trucks everywhere, everywhere. Right. And it wasn't that way a year ago. Yeah. And, and well, we're, I'm going to be a broken record. It's, it's all about how do I improve the consumer experience? what's creating value for the consumer and that value translates into the value of my organization. And unfortunately in the auto industry, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to manipulate people into doing what we want them to do, opposed to how to facilitate a process that they want to do. So why don't we close on that, Eric? I mean, Ben, in the auto industry, in the startup, in the tech industry, and uh, what, you know, we got, we're in the last quarter of 2020. Uh, sales are doing great. Yes. Our sales are doing great. Economy's doing well. There's all this hub hub about, you know, recession. It's like, let's will ourselves into a recession. <laughs> uh, well, I have a feeling mainstream media will talk about recession until there is one. And then, <laughs> then I'll be like, see, we told you this was happening. Yeah. We've been yeah. talking about it for years. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> looking into 2020, do you have any uh, advice or uh, what kind of perspective could you give uh, those in the auto industry, in the retail industry, and in, in the mobility business today. Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting that consumers' expectations evolve as they realize they have options, right? So, Allah, what you just said about the mic, right? You go back a, a few years, that wasn't an option. You were going to figure out the, the, the best time for you to go to the store. But now you have options, right? So now that store has to respond to the fact that all of its consumers have a new option, a new way to engage their products and services, whether from them or not. And so as a dealer, and look at Carvana, you know, in our own industry, and uh, those options are just going to grow and grow. And those that deliver, like I said, a better consumer experience through convenience and, and privacy and the reduced friction are going to be more successful. They're also going to make more money. Um, the consumer consumers spend a lot of money for convenience. There's people who spend a lot of money for milk at Walgreens because they don't want to fight the traffic at Publix. And so the data now that's afforded to us will allow us to isolate those audiences and engage those people uh, specifically the way they want to be engaged. So, you know, I think dealers have to start thinking about what are the, what are the options that consumers are now getting used to and how do I organize my sales and marketing and my consumer engagement processes to mimic that uh, and to learn from that. Would, could you cite examples that exist? I mean, Carvana comes to mind right. as a way a dealer 
can say, okay, I see what Carvana is doing. I see their messaging and their advertising. I see the amenities, or I don't even know if you call it amenities, but what they're seeming to offer. Are there other models that dealers can look at and say, oh, I, these are some things I can uh, incorporate into my business that, that you know, reduce friction and, and make things more convenient and consumer centric? Well, you know, certainly you have digital retailing, you know, adoption there remains to be a question. I, I have some concerns about it because it tends to be the tail wagging the dog and we can have another whole conversation about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, making the mechanisms to acquire the vehicle faster, you know, we've seen Sonic do things with the 45 minutes, make this, you know, make this easy when I get here, opposed to, you know, I bought a set, went to buy a car for my son not too long ago and, and the sales manager literally came in, put the chair to block the cubicle, so he, my son and I couldn't get out of the cubicle. <laughs> we bought the car, right? That kind of stuff's got to go away. My son, being a millennial, immediately picked up on it and said, "We're not buying a car here." Oh, he didn't do it humorously. He was literally trying, like a chair's gonna. So he came in. You know, we were talking to the sales manager. Sales manager, I got to get the sales. Excuse me, he's talking to the salesperson. Sales manager, oh, I got to do get the sales manager. You know, to do this. And when he sat, there was plenty of room in that in that cubicle for him to sit anywhere, but in the doorway, but he rolled a chair into the doorway and sat in the doorway. So it made it very uncomfortable for us to get up and leave. And my son picked up on that and he whispered to me, we're not buying a car here. Cause that guy's. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Talk about resistance and talk about friction. Yeah. yeah. Don't block- you remove resistance and friction. You're going to sell more things faster. It's just that simple. There you go. You heard it right from Eric Brown, <laughs> Ask Auto. Eric, thanks so much for hopping up here with me. It's uh, my pleasure. Always, always, always good catching time. up with you. Yes. All right. So let's go, Eric. You can hang tight. I'm just going to pop my screen open. I think another comment just came in. I think digital retailing is just a way for some companies that have become stagnant to create a quote-unquote new need that consumers have to have. Is there a place? Yes, it's necessary as it is. Uh, being presented, though, I don't think so. So uh, thank you for, uh, for that comment. All right, so a couple of things. Let's just wind this down, and then we'll get out of here, folks. So uh, the Driving Sales Executive Summit, you're, you, if you are subscribed to Auto Conversion, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you're in our system, you're getting emails, phone calls from me and my colleague, Joe Werner, at BDC Pros. Uh, we've got the Driving Sales Executive Summit coming up uh, in less than two weeks, October 6th or 8th. We have a media station set up. We talked about this with Bart Wilson a couple weeks ago. We've been talking about it on our shows. Uh, we have uh, a media station set up right outside the Expo Hall on the mezzanine, and we'll be doing recorded interviews and discussions there throughout those couple of days. So if you're interested in participating in that, uh, look for the link here. And reach out to me and let me know because we are filling up fast. If you need help getting there, if you need passes, we do have a couple dealer passes, uh, complimentary dealer passes that we can give out. So happy to help you out there. I think the discount uh, expired the other day for uh, registration. If you're not exhibiting, if you're a vendor not exhibiting, uh, but you still want to get there, let us know. We can get you really special pricing on the industry ally packs. So look for the information about that. Uh, they're listed at twenty six ninety seven. We can save you uh, lots of money on those if you want to take advantage of that. And then also later in October is the Automotive Warranty Management Summit, twenty second and twenty third in Dearborn, Michigan. We can help you get com- uh, complimentary dealer passes there 
as well. And if that's something that interests you, then um, check out the information that we have on that. And if you're not already part of the community, folks, hit the community section on our website. We have a LinkedIn influencer group uh, where you can uh, knock and join. It's an unlisted group, but we link right to it so you can get there. And if you're not already part of our member network, then register for the show. Register for one of our programs. We just launched the Fixed Ops Marketing for Auto Retail webcast program yesterday. Had a great conversation with Ed Roberts at Bozer Ford. He's Fixed Ops director there. Owen Moon. Ibrahim Mezba, he's from Revolution Parts, owns from Fixed Ops Digital, talking about 2020 trends that threaten the auto, uh, Fixed Ops revenue in the auto industry. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Ryan Girardi. Have a great rest of your day, rest of Dream Day. Have a great rest of the week. We'll be back next week with a new special guest uh, who I didn't write down, Troy from New Vin Air. We'll be on next week and maybe uh, my co-host Terry Lancaster. Thanks again. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. This is Audiburst Media.